0: I'm your host, Phil Bechtel, and today I'm excited to share the third episode in the Saving Tubes storyline. You'll remember that Tubes has gone missing, and the ninjas, along with some extra help, have gone into the caves of the Red Dragon in search of her. The large group of heroes has split into three smaller groups, and today we're following Bulis, Mia, Juniper, Tulsi, and their new goblin friend Steve as they make their way through the treacherous caves to the lair of the red dragon. Boy, I'd kill for a little sunlight right now, said Juniper. Or how about Professor Pilsen's blueberry scones, suggested Mia. Mmm, I can't wait to find Granny and get out of here. I'm never coming back here again, said Juniper. Me neither, said Mia. What? We have to come back some day to visit Steve, said Tulsi. We need to give him a birthday. I don't think he knows when he was born. I don't think he knows what a birthday even is, said Juniper, and I'd rather take him home and keep him as a pet than come back to these dark caves ever again. Oh my gosh, can we please keep him? Can we, can we, can we? pleaded Tulsi. Nobody keeps the goblin, yelled Boulis from in front of them. He's not a pet, he's a goblin. Steve was leading the party now, through a never-ending complex of dark caves in the Red Mountains. Boulise didn't completely trust Steve the Goblin, but he was still their best option. Boulise was noticing that the caves were seeming more ominous now. They were darker, and just being farther away from the entrance was stressful for everyone. She wasn't completely sure she could find her way back, either. They had passed many other cave openings, and she tried to remember the sequence of turns, but it had just been so long, nearly half a day now in these caves, more than anything she was just eager to end this to find the rest of their party to find tubes and to get out of there Steve was slowing down now he was looking back at the girls more often making sure everyone was there Boulise noticed his nervousness and she was on edge finally Steve stopped just before a bend in the cave he just stood very still staring at the cave wall as if in a trance you okay buddy asked Tulsi as she put her hand on his shoulder. More goblins, said Steve softly as he pointed to the bend in the cave. Great, said Tulsi. Let's go make you some friends. No, Steve not welcome. Steve not king anymore. You used to be king? No way, a real goblin king? Not for a long time. Bad goblins stole my crown. "'Bad goblin, not nice. He made me go away forever.' "'So all he had to do was steal the crown? Then he was the king?' "'Goblin crown is magic. All goblins follow the goblin king who wears the crown,' said Steve. "'So?' "'We steal the crown back,' said Tulsi. "'While Tulsi and Steve were talking, Bulis crept around the bend in the cave.' She could hear voices now, goblin voices mostly. She heard movement, and it echoed like it was in a large room. Bulis saw an opening up ahead. It was like a cliff, though, like their tunnel was opening out into a ledge that overlooked a huge open room. She got on her hands and knees and crawled right up to the edge and peeked her head up just enough to see down into this enormous space. Ninjas! She saw the ninjas! Momo, Tatiana, and Goose, right there in the middle of the room, surrounded by an overwhelming horde of goblins. Bulise could spot the Goblin King, too, the biggest of them all by far. He looked like a giant toad, and he looked angry. Most of the time, one goblin is nothing to worry about, even a giant toad goblin. But an entire goblin horde could be deadly and nothing to trifle with. Here, the ninjas were completely surrounded by hundreds of goblins. Bulise could see Momo was talking to them, trying to reason with the leader, trying to bribe them maybe. Boulise couldn't hear clearly, but she knew there would be no way Momo could talk his way out of this jam. They would have to fight these goblins. But she didn't even know how they were going to get down there. The ledge she was peering over was at least 30 feet above the goblin room. She rushed back to the girls. It's an entire goblin horde. Some other ninjas are down there. How do we get down? she asked Steve. Climb down, said Steve. Hey, Steve used to be the goblin king. He was just telling us. If we get the crown back, he'll be in charge of them, said Tulsi. Boulise rolled her eyes. She was getting pretty tired of Steve and was more interested in fighting this goblin horde than she she was in stealing an old crown. "'Whatever. Come on, before everything goes sour down there,' she said. The group all crouched down over the ledge and saw what Boulis saw. The goblins were beginning to get agitated. The ninjas were trying to creep over to one of the cave openings and escape, but the goblins were still surrounding them, and they weren't letting them move much. Steve was still very skittish— It was clear he was afraid of the goblins, especially the king. "'That giant toad goblin is king?' asked Tulsi, pointing over the ledge. "'Yes,' said Steve. Juniper had scooted over to the corner of the ledge and turned toward the others. "'You guys ready?' she said. Then she began climbing down the jagged rocks that were sticking out of the wall. Mia and Tulsi followed her, with Steve staying very close to Tulsi. None of the goblins noticed them at all. They were too focused on the ninjas they had trapped within their horde. Just as all of the girls in Bulis had reached the ground, they heard Momo yell loudly. Yeah. And then the goblins went crazy. They began attacking the ninjas. From outside of the circle of goblins, Bulis could hear ninja weapons and fighting sounds. She could see the light of Goose's magic blasts. Bulis rushed into the mass of goblins, trying to reach Momo. She slammed into the group recklessly, knocking over many of them and swinging wildly. Mia watched as the goblin mass swallowed up Bulis completely. She could hear the muffled sounds of fighting and scratching and weapons, and she knew that there were too many goblins. They were not going to be able to just fight their way out of this. "'Come on!' yelled Mia, and she grabbed Steve and ran to the other side of the mob to get behind the goblin king. Once the girls were at the back of the king, Mia pulled out her slingshot and launched a trio of smoke bombs over the goblins. A thick fog of smoke spread among them. Tulsi and Juni, you two follow up. Make sure he gets the crown, yelled Mia over all the noise. She knelt down and looked right in Steve's eyes. He had no idea what was going on. He was so scared. He was never much of a fighter. Mia's face was right up against his, nearly touching her nose to his. Are you ready, Steve? You've got to get that crown. Look at it, Steve. Look at that crown. It's yours. Get your crown. And without warning, Mia lifted Steve into the air and launched him over the crowd of goblins and right onto the goblin king's head. At first, Juniper and Tulsi weren't sure what Mia was doing but the second Mia went to lift Steve into the air, they started running. Tulsi was the smallest of the bunch, and she was able to kind of bounce off all the other goblins as she made a mad dash for the king. She was like a little pinball knocking her way through the crowd. Juniper found it more difficult, and she wasn't able to move through the horde as fast. The goblins noticed her more and grabbed onto her and tried to fight her, but she knew she needed to distract the king and the other goblins enough to allow Steve to get the crown. The big toad-faced goblin king was much bigger than most of the other goblins, and the top half of his body stuck out above the goblin horde. Once Juniper was about halfway to him, she whipped one of her fighting sticks, and it hit him right in one of his ugly toad eyes. He roared in pain as he was fighting to pull Steve off of his head. The goblin king looked Juniper's way and pointed at her. Many of the other goblins followed his gaze, and in an instant, a hundred or so goblins lurched toward Juniper, and she turned to run back to Mia. This was bad for Juniper, but good for Tulsi. She found it even easier to make her way to the king with all the other goblins running for Juni. Tulsi reached the goblin king and started one of her favorite spells. She blew a little flame into her hand, just like when she showed Steve, only this time she folded her hand over so her fingertips were touching her thumb. She blew hard through the opening her hand made, and long, hot flames burst forth. The Goblin King growled in pain and stumbled backward, landing on his butt. Steve was still just hanging on, trying to avoid big goblin hands swiping at him. And then he grabbed onto the crown. It seemed to be stuck to the king, like, with magnets, and then Steve remembered the magic. The crown wasn't easy to remove. It couldn't just fall off or easily get knocked off. It needed some force. And so Steve grabbed the crown with both hands and pulled up as hard as he could. Steve could see the entire battle from up on top of the Goblin King. The ninjas were all fighting together, and it seemed like they were wearing down. There were just too many goblins. They were beginning to overwhelm the ninja. Mia and Tulsi were on the outer edge of the mob and were fighting off the goblins as best they could. But while fighting though, the goblins had driven them back so that the cave wall was right behind them. They didn't have anywhere to run. Tulsi climbed onto the king too now and put her fingers under the crown and pulled and pulled with Steve and as the king roared in frustration, the crown ripped off his head. There was a boom! And Tulsi and Steve were thrown to the ground as the king fell onto his back, holding his head in pain. Instantly, the entire goblin horde became confused. Most of them stopped fighting altogether and looked in the direction of the crown. Tulsi and Steve were both still holding it tight, sitting on the ground. For just a moment, they looked around, noticing that everything had suddenly slowed down and noticing all the goblin eyes on them. Tulsi let go. And Steve looked down at the crown. He smiled and put it on his head. The crown glowed a light green, and it seemed to conform to the shape and size of his own head so that it fit just right. Now any goblin that was still fighting or moving stopped completely and faced Steve. Tulsi lifted him up and placed him on the big fat belly of the fallen toad-faced goblin so all the other goblins could see him. Steve is king, he yelled. All the other goblins cheered and ran to him. They began chanting his name, Steve, Steve, Steve. Momo had never been more confused in all his life. One minute he was besieged by a horde of goblins, nearly prepared to be taken prisoner by them, and in a flash he was seeing a new goblin king be crowned, held aloft by Tubes' granddaughter Tulsi. All right, yelled Momo. That's enough. What's going on here? Momo, Bulis, Goose, and Tatiana, all battered, bruised, and scratched and out of breath, were slowly walking towards Steve and Tulsi. Bulis caught up to Momo. We met the goblin a while back. Tulsi named him Steve. I guess he's the new goblin king. Are you going to be in any trouble, Steve? growled Momo with his sword pointed at the ready. Steve, no trouble, he said calmly. Goblins help Tulsi. Are you kidding me? yelled Momo. One minute ago, these little cave rats are trying to rip my head off, and now you think you're going to help us? Goblins help Tulsi, repeated Steve. They follow the king who wears the crown, said Tulsi. Steve used to be king, and now he's king again. They know these tunnels better than any of us reasoned Bulis, They can lead us to where we want to go. And, you know, I think I trust Steve at this point. Ugh, goblins. All right then, let's go, said Momo. Take us to the Red Dragon's lair. Everyone stood up and dusted themselves off and examined their wounds to be sure nothing required immediate attention. Luckily, no one was seriously hurt. The group followed the goblins into another tunnel hoping to find Tubes soon and escape these dreaded caves. The end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Join us next time to hear the exciting conclusion of the Saving Tubes storyline. Check out the website at kidstoriespodcast.com to check out any new drawings. If you'd like to submit your own drawing for the website, just have your adult email it to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot for listening.